0: What's up, guys? It's your boy Enrique Medellin, CEO of PRG Real Estate. You're listening to another episode of Bizmatic, the business podcast where we talk all about the journey, the mindset, all the stuff that goes behind building a business, being an entrepreneur in today's age. And today I have a special guest for you guys, uh, the one and only Mr. Joe Velasco. If you don't know who Joe Velasco is, he is a top luxury agent out here in the Silicon Valley. My interaction with Joe is is I've actually known of him for quite some time actually. uh, Some of my relatives who used to be in the business, the mortgage and real estate industry, used to work with him a long time ago when he had a mortgage company. Um, I was probably like 20 years old. I remember being invited to a party uh, that he was throwing at his house for some of his friends and and, uh, employees. And I just remember showing up to this mansion in Blackhawk, California. Uh, and it was an all-white party. Everybody was wearing all white, and I was, like, man, this is crazy. Look at this house. Look at, you know, just look at this lifestyle. Uh, so as far as I can remember, this guy has been successful, and he's continued to. Uh, reinvent himself over and over. And today, most recently, he has really branded himself as a luxury real estate agent here in our marketplace. In fact, he just uh, listed a $15 million home uh, here in our area. This guy's super inspiring. He's proof of what's possible. He's, you know, born in another country, came here as a kid and uh, went through a lot of adversity and just really uh, created the American dream for himself. And, uh, Really looked up to in our industry, and I, you know, I thought he would be a perfect guest to bring on. So, what we talk about in this episode is just really his story. We talk about luxury and, and what it means to be a luxury agent and how you step into that space and how you need to brand yourself and his philosophy behind that. And there's a lot of value that he brings to the table, really on just the mindset uh, behind being successful. So, uh, this was a really uh, packed episode with a lot of uh, good stuff a lot of good takeaways I had a really good time and and I thank Joe for coming out and spending time this guy's a busy man so uh give a listen to this episode I know you're gonna like it I know you're gonna be inspired once again I thank you guys for listening for commenting for liking for sharing all that fuels this podcast and gets us just keeping this thing going and we're gonna be bringing you some more interesting guests uh some more good information and uh, yeah, guys, appreciate the support. So give this one a listen. Let's go. All right, so um, I'm here with my buddy Joe Velasco, bro. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks, man.
1: Thanks I for having me. Appreciate you coming out here.
0: I know schedules are kind of off a little bit, and yeah. you've been pretty busy. I've been pretty busy. We finally got together, man. So appreciate you taking the time to come out here.
1: Of course, man. Thank, uh, and thanks for having me on the show. And yeah, it's been, it's definitely been a busy, busy period. But yeah. Uh, and I've been watching you. You've been doing phenomenal. So congrats on all your success. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Likewise. So we're just gonna dive right into
0: it. Um, okay. Uh, last year I saw you they did an uh, article or something of you and real producers uh, Joe Velasco the hundred million dollar man right <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty dope man so uh, I want to talk a little about kind of the the luxury uh, real estate business and that's why you know I wanted to feature you because you're when I think of luxury real estate I think of you man no, you and a couple other you. a couple other people and um, so I, I felt you'd be the perfect person to have on here to talk about luxury and uh, what it means to be a luxury real estate agent so um, why don't we just start off by telling, you know, the listeners a little bit about you, who you
1: are and kind of, uh, uh how you got into real estate, man. Yeah, cool, man. Thank, thank you for that. Thank you for the nice compliments. Um, you know, I've been in the, in the industry, um, you know, I'm 46 years old uh, and I've been uh, selling real estate since I was, um, 23, yeah. you know, 23. So been, been in it for a while. I started originally doing loans. Um, and, uh, that was back, you know, I'm completely dating myself, but since, since we're going there. Uh, it's you know it was a minute since uh, since I was doing uh, loans and I had a company that I founded called uh, Baytech Mortgage Incorporated and yeah. um did that for about 3 years and had success doing that and and I really you know always enjoyed real estate so I ended up opening a um, founded a company called America's Realty Incorporated and uh, we grew it you know to about 250 agents America's Realty Incorporated and Baytech Mortgage Inc we grew it to about 200 agents Wow. Yeah so it was um, it was great run I sold it in 07 Uh, you know, that's, you know, how I got started. Um, My business back then was pretty much one-sided, I would say, 5%, you know, luxury. 95% was really like the, you know, cookie cutter deals. Um, Back then, homes in you know, South, San Jose, um, West Side, where roughly like high end was like 500,000. Yeah, yeah. Talking about that. San Jose. <laughs> but um, most of the stuff that we were selling back then was about 300,000. Okay. And selling something in the high end, like in Palo Alto or uh, Los Altos was like 1-1, one, one, right? Yeah. So that was, you know, way, you know, back then. Um, so I got started doing that. I sold my company in, uh, in 07, uh-huh. in 2007, and uh, I took a couple years off just, you know, traveling. I had, you know, didn't have any kids and wasn't married at that time. And uh, and you know, I I uh, I feel like I restarted my career in in 2010. And. Um the biggest thing that I can tell you about, you know, selling luxury real estate, I got motivated by watching um HD TV. Oh, okay. And I was I was watching a show called Selling New York and Selling LA. Yeah. I and remember
2: that.
1: Uh, yeah, and I was uh, I was living in Blackhawk Country Club at that time and I felt, you know, that that's you know, I'm gonna jump back into real estate. That's that's what I wanna do. I opened yeah. up a real estate company before, a loan company. I wanna sell, you know, luxury real estate. Yeah. And I dove right in at Intero Real Estate. So I started at Intero Real Estate in uh, 2010. Wow, yep. and you know what?
0: I remember when you were at Baytech because of some of my family members had worked with you during that time. Oh, really? I didn't know. I that. remember you had a uh, you had this fat party at your house. It was like an all white party or something, right? Wow, Everyone was dressed in all white. Yeah, I was there, man. I was you- a kid. I was there with uh my cousin uh Herman and uh Alejandra and That's them at your that cousin? time. Yeah, yeah, back back at that time, man.
1: Wow, yeah. Yeah,
0: so small world, man. I remember being there and I was I was I was barely starting in real estate. I think I was like okay. 20 or something and uh
1: So you were at my party? Yeah, day, I, you know, I remember going party? to that party
0: and I okay. was like, man, this is uh, <laughs> seeing this nice nice house yeah, and yeah. all these things and uh yeah, it was it was a good time, man. So uh I remember you were doing it, you know, back then when I was mm-hmm. barely getting started in the industry, man. So uh, it's awesome to see kind of what you've accomplished now. Um, so I want to switch gears a little bit. Yeah. Thanks for sort of telling us a about your story. Well, and um, mm-hmm.
1: I guess, what does luxury real estate mean to you? Yeah, that's a, You know, that's a great question, Enrique. And to me, what, you know, what luxury real estate means is not necessarily the, you know, the size of a home. Uh-huh. It's, it's um, different variables, you know, it could be, you know, a small, you know, 1500 square foot, um, you know, apartment in in Manhattan on Fifth Avenue. Yeah, you know, it could be you know a, a thousand square foot place, you know and in, in, in France, you know, overlooking the the canes. Um it's you know, luxury real estate, I think, is defined by you know the city that you live in, mm-hmm. you know, or or you know the the city where the home is located. so yeah, let, let me let me start with that where. Um, you can look at an area like Morgan Hill and I think luxury real estate to me and Morgan Hill is, you know, anything over one eight, you talk about, you know, Los Altos and I think luxury real estate to me in Los Altos is, you know, 4 million plus, Yeah. you know, so kind of, you know, depending, you know, in, in Atherton, you know, I think to me, luxury real estate means, you know, 9 million plus, wow. you know, so I think to me defining real estate, luxury real estate, it all depends on the location uh-huh. and, and the city. Yeah. Um, but it definitely means, you know, a more sophisticated, um, you know, seller and uh, a property that is, you know, above and beyond the medium. Got it. Got it. OK. Mm-hmm.
0: And is that mainly what you specialize in now or do you do stuff that's at a lower price point still
1: or? Oh, yeah. No, I do, um, you know, low, low, middle, high and ultra high. Yeah. And, um, you know, one thing that I can, you know, share with you and, you know, our listeners is that, uh, you know, I gave up. You know, working, you know, the high end when when I got started, and I had just barely tapped into it. You talked about you came over my, you know, my home in Blackhawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, back then I, you know, I I was 28 years old when I bought that house for two million. Man. You know, and uh, you know, it's like probably equivalent to buying something now for six. Yeah. You know, and um, and I was, you know, I was living next to ten doors down was Larry Ellison. You know, he had a beautiful Ferrarios before he made it real big with Oracle. Yeah. And lived, you know, 10 doors down, four doors down from me was Brent Jones, um, from, you know, from the 49ers. Yeah. And I realized, you know, back then, you know, that the ultra high end moved really slow, you know, moved really slow. And uh, and even the high end moved really slow in terms of sales. And I was dealing primarily with the Latino community, you know, I was on yeah. Spanish TV, if you remember that. And yeah. I was selling properties like hotcakes and I was just selling a lot of it, but that went away. Yeah. you remember it crashed in the O's. When I sold before I sold my company, right? I was yeah. Six. Actually, I sold my company, then it crashed. Not that I people thought I was a genius for for that, but it really was luck. That's and, what I was gonna say. You <laughs> sold right at the right time, right? It was luck. I didn't know. But. I kind of felt something, but I really didn't yeah. know for sure. Yeah. And um, you know, to you know, what you're talking about in terms of do I sell anything else? Yeah, because one thing I learned, you know, in the experience that I have is to diversify yourself, right? Yeah. To to work in the low, the middle, and the high. Yeah. And, and, and the ultra high, but. Low, middle and high. So I, I like, you know, to work, you know, all four. You yeah. know, because knowing what I learned in the past that if you have all your eggs in one basket, yeah. Sometimes, you know, the ultra high ain't moving, sometimes the high ain't moving or yeah. it's that low or middle. I might post, you know, more about the high end and Instagram and Facebook, you yeah. know, because you know it's maybe more, you know, it's more sexy, more appealing, you yeah, know, more yeah. eye candy for all our viewers. But reality is, you know, I sold a, you know, four hundred thousand, you know, four hundred thousand dollar property over in, um, you know, East San Jose about yeah. a week ago. So. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, so let I, let's talk about that, man, because yeah. I think that has to do a lot of of your branding, how you're branding yourself, mm-hmm. right? Um, and. Uh, from my opinion, that's a lot of times what it takes to, to get into the luxury real estate, right. You know, it's kind of how people identify you. Right. So I guess, talk to me a little bit about maybe the strategy behind how you brand yourself. And maybe like, if an agent wants to break into luxury, like what, what do they need to be conscious
1: of, you know, when they're putting themselves out there? Sure. Um, you know, I believe that, uh, you know, that, perception is, is a lot in our business, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, you know, you said something right now that, you know, that was resonated with that. Like, you know, you went to my house, you know, back in, uh, I think that was 1990. I don't know. What was that? 96, 98, <laughs> yeah, yeah, about 97, yeah. I think right around there, right? You came to my house and yeah, it was cool. You know, E40 was living across the way from me. And, and I love that house. I'm just, you know, brought back good memories. Cause, uh, you know, I'm sure you watched Scarface a million times. Yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah. I bought that house cause it reminded me of of that home, oh, the Scarface yeah. house. Yeah, I remember that catwalk that I had yeah. out there where you could it was firing off that machine gun. <laughs> but it, re- it reminded me of that, and, yeah. and um, it was a, it was a fun time, you know. But um, perception is is everything because yeah. you know how you how you put yourself out there, especially with social media. It's social media is so super powerful. Right? Yeah, social media is like I'm sure you run into people all the time that you know they, they you know they act like they they know you or they feel like they know you because yeah. of everything that that you put out there. Um, but, uh, going back to perception is, you know, how I brand myself. Yeah. I like to brand myself primarily, you know, in luxury because I, I, I really do enjoy it. You know, it's, it's something that I really enjoy sell, selling luxury homes, yeah. you know, in high end homes. So I, you know, I put that out there probably more than anything else, you mm-hmm. know, on social media as, as a part of my brand, but I do want viewers to know that I am, you know, my fans that I am interested in both, you know, the low, middle and in the high, yeah. um, but how you put yourself out there on the luxury side of things. And that goes from, um, you know, when you're representing a seller or a buyer that, that you, you know, the luxury market, you, you have the look and the feel, Mm -hmm. you know, of what that perception is looking for. Yeah. 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 And that's super, super important. I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, no,
0: definitely. That does, that does help answer it. Um, you know, and I, and what I want to also understand about you too is kind of like uh, where you came from because I, I remember I, I think I moderated a panel where you were there at the NOra event before and, and you kind of Couple shared of them. yeah you shared <laughs> you shared um, the, were you born
1: here in, in the States or where were, you, where were you born at? No, I wasn't. I was born in Mexico. I You're was born, born in, in Morelia, Michoacán. Nice yeah and, and when did you when did you come here? I came here when I was uh, three years old. Wow. at three and a half years old my, uh, my biological father you know passed um and my parent my mom migrated down here and she worked at harker academy the school over in saratoga yeah and she met who you know love to death now is my father and i took his last name velasco but yeah i wow. uh, been here since i was three and a half years old wow.
0: and did that you know when you're trying to break into the luxury industry did that you being like from another country or from mexico did that was that ever in the back of your mind like did that ever limit you or did you, were you ever self-conscious
1: about that it it obviously has has not limited me, but it's something that I, you know, that I definitely 100%, you know, thought about, you know, and that included even with, you know, changing my name, you know, my birth name, I think I've shared with you, it's, you know, it's Jose Luis. It's not, it's not Joe. Now it's, you know, you know, now I'm, you know, Joe Velasco and I, and I change it because it, you know, goes back to perception, you know, and, and fortunately and unfortunately, you know, I think, you know, when, when you're selling, you know, luxury real estate, you know, it's it's a lot easier to, for me, you know, and, and I could be incorrect about this. I'm not telling everybody to, you know, to change yeah. their name.
2: Yeah. But, you know,
1: it's it's worked for me. And I think just like Hollywood, you know, all those actors, you know, they change their name. And, yeah. you know, we get some of our, you know, Vietnamese community, uh, you know, I know a gal, her name is, you know, Mai Lin, and she yeah. changed it to Mona Lisa. Yeah, wow. And, uh, and that's her, you know, legal American name. Yeah. And, and um, I think it def- definitely has helped me you know, being Joe Velasco selling, you know, $20 million homes, then it would be José Luis Oseguera, López yeah. Nino Jesús. <laughs> but, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I think that, you know, sellers, you know, they you, you want to walk the walk, talk the yeah. talk, but you also want to have that, that image and I'm yeah. not saying that everybody needs to have, you know, a Gucci suit or yeah, yeah, yeah. A, you know, drive a Lamborghini to that listing appointment. That's that's not, you know, definitely what I'm saying, especially out here in Silicon Valley because that doesn't, you know, really resonate very well with a lot of the a lot of yeah. the sellers. But uh, you def, you know, changing my name um, was something that I that I did also as uh, yeah, part of perception.
0: Part yeah. of perception, mm-hmm. yeah. And I I think also though just behind that is you've also embraced that and embodied that whole luxury brand luxury image right so it's not just the name i mean your name could be joe velasco but you have to live up to that name right totally you right? do have to
1: live up to it you're very right yeah yeah very well so said.
0: um okay so thanks man um one i asked uh, some of the guys on the team i told me you were coming by and you know they they follow you on social media and stuff too so i'm like what questions do you do you have for joe what, what should i ask him right uh, and they were like, well, I just want to know about his daily routine. Like, what does he do every day? Like, how does he get yeah. all these, you know, luxury <laughs> listings and all of these things? Like, walk me through that, man. Are, are sure. you like prospecting a lot? Just like, you know, a lot of realtors. Are you out there all the time looking for new business? Like,
1: walk me through kind of some of your daily routine. Sure. I mean, I I mean, this this conversation can go two hours, but I'm gonna give you, you know, some bullet yeah, points. Yeah, yeah, now. yeah. Give me the nuts and bolts. Yeah, yeah. I'll Give me the nuts and bolts of it. You know, daily routine, you know, I, I wake up, Every day at four fifteen, you know. Um yeah. on Saturday and Sunday you know, I sleep in probably seven AM, you know. Yeah. Th- at the latest, I can't even sleep really past that. But uh daily routine, I wake up at, you know, at four fifteen. Um, you know, I, I work out of my house um three days out of the week okay. and then two days out of the week I work out of gym. But it's I have this fourteen minute workout. Uh, it works for me, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, get uh, the blood pumping. Get the blood pumping ma- mainly cardio and uh, you yeah. know and I'm usually done by that by five fifteen. I, you know, eat breakfast. I, uh, the only time I could really dedicate to my two little girls, you know, my four-year-old and my eight-year-old yeah. is taking them to school. Yeah. So that for me is, is very, very, um, you know, it's, it's something that I don't let go out of my, you know, my routine. Yeah. Uh, and some of, you know, some of my viewers, you know, that I live in Morgan Hill, I'm building a house currently in, in, um, in Mountain View that I'm going to be moving into. But, um, you know, I, at 5:30 I start, you know, shower, get dressed. And at 6:30 I'm giving my little girls breakfast. Not that, you know, my wife can't do it cuz she wants to do it but it's like what I want to do Yeah, right? what I want to do because I want to I want to be talking to them I want to be just kind of seeing how their day goes we you know talk about math spelling all kinds that's of stuff that's a non-negotiable yeah. for you it's non-negotiable day. for me yeah. right and i drop them off you know at 7 7:40 uh, yeah. so we have that great you know family time with just me and you know me and them just dedicated and literally from the time that i drop them off you know my day starts at 7:55 i know who i'm calling in the car. So it's, you know, people go, Oh, you have an hour and a half drive, but you know, our business is mobile. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I'm in the car with a plan of who I'm going to be calling. Um, usually by nine o'clock I'm on a nine o'clock call with my, um, you know, marketing manager coordinator and we're going over what's the most important thing to get done today, you know, which I finished before I got here. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's what my day's like, but I usually the five or six calls that I'm making while I'm on the road are sales calls. Yeah. You know, um, and ask me, you know, what am I doing to, you know, prospect, you know, I definitely prospect somewhere between four to six hours a week, Okay. you know, and it's different prospecting than, you know, what, you know, what a lot of, you know, some of our, you know, peers are used to. I'm not, you know, on the phone doing the Mike Ferry thing, not that, you know, I didn't get started that way because I used a lot of those systems, you know, prior, but I'm doing things where, you know, I'm, I might've noticed that somebody pulled a building permit in the city of, or a architectural. Permit or, or send something in the, yeah. in the city of Fremont for some homes, yeah. and I, you know, I'll call up. You know, I've been chasing that developer down, and I'll call them up and I try to, you know, schedule a meeting with them. But yeah. I do things that I make calls that are not like, oh, I'm Joe Velasco in the top one percent. It's not really that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like bringing value. Yeah, you know, I bring value to them. Mm-hmm. You know, I let them know if they're interested in another project.
2: Yeah,
1: you know, and then I have the intellectual capital to back it up yeah. to be able to talk to them about. Why this project makes good sense, not just feed them something, yeah, and with no math or intellectual capital behind it, yeah, yeah, you know. So, I make those calls and I'm very persistent about them. And sometimes I'll make sometimes 15 to 20 calls in that period that I'm driving, yeah, and I get to my office and I'm still in the parking lot and I'm still talking on the phone because I got a live one, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, so, um, so I do that. Um, I also, uh, you know, being in the business for as long as I have. I'm really good about anniversaries. Yeah. So what I do is I'm also usually one or two calls. Usually it's two yeah. during that driving period. Yeah. Um, either it's on the way there, or on the way back. I'm calling a home seller that it's their anniversary, a home okay. seller, home buyer, you know? And and nine out of 10 times, I'm never really talking about like real estate. They yeah. just tend to go there. I'm sure when you're at your family functions, people yeah. just talk to you about real estate even when yeah. you don't want to, right? They know you're in it, right? They know you're, so you're like, in it and everybody loves it, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. so, you know, I just usually call them up and say, hey, you know, how's it going, you know? Uh, you know, James just wanted to congratulate you. It's been one year, man, that I, that I sold you that house. Yeah. I'm like, you know, how are things? How's the wife? How are the children? Yeah, I see yeah, you yeah. on Facebook. I make everybody my friend on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. And I know Instagram is a thing now, but really, you know, I think age group, in my opinion, and I could be wrong about this, 35 and up, you know, 40 and up, they're hardcore Facebookers, yeah. you know, because that's kind of, you know, that was their period, right? Yeah. So all my clients, uh, most of them are on Facebook, yeah. and I kind of see what they're doing. I also like to kind of, even if I haven't been, I go and I quickly see, you know, <laughs> what they've been up to. See what they've been up yeah, to. So yeah. So when I make that call, it's a little bit more like, hey, you yeah. know, I saw that you some were, stuff you know, about, some yeah. stuff to talk about, some stuff to talk about, and yeah. and connect. And then they're asked they're telling me, oh, I have a friend that wants to sell or yeah. buy. So, you know, I um, last year I sold eighteen homes to through past clientele. Yeah. You know, which was you know really good. They referred to me someone or yeah or something. So my day consists of, um, that's how it ends up till like, you know, nine o'clock. Yeah. I I don't think there's one, one day that I don't, um, you know, so I told you four to six hours because I'm doing about an hour and a half prospecting, you know, on my way to work Mm -hmm. and then an hour and a half usually on my way back. So it's probably more than that. Yeah. I just built that routine that I don't really realize it. Yeah. Um, and then I also spend, I also make it a point to at least two days out of the month. Yeah. Um, go to some networking event you yeah know, and it's and and it's a networking event that you know that I really enjoy and, mm-hmm. the, and that I that I like I try to do something something like that um, once a month I also try to attend um, you know talking about luxury because you yeah. say I mean, some of your um, agents want to know um, I I like to attend something that's related to luxury yeah that I that I simply like you know myself because it's kind of like a I feel like I'm feeding two things, right? It's whether I get any clientele from it or not. Yeah. I don't want to say that I don't care, but I really don't. Yeah. You know, because I'm going there because I enjoy it. Yeah. You know, and some things I did by default, like I used to, you know, drive a Harley Davidson. I love Harleys. I don't have one now. I sold mine when my when I had my first daughter, but I've had them since I was 20 years old. And, mm-hmm. you know, Harleys, believe it or not, I mean, they're they're luxury bikes. Those things cost like 40 grand. Yeah. Some cost yeah. 100 grand. And I used to go on these rides with dentists, doctors, and we used to have these, um, rides where we're stopping every hour at a certain place and you start meeting these people, they start becoming your friends. Yeah. And we would do these rides once a month and yeah. I was selling them homes, you know, Dr. Yeah. Uh, uh, can't actually say his name. He might want me to keep him private, but, um, you know, sold him a property out in Fremont, out in Avalon. Yeah. Uh, other things like Oct 100, I'm plugging these companies, but yeah. uh, you know, where they have like, I'm sure you've seen croissants and, yeah, yeah. and uh, cars. Um, you know, I've had a Ferrari, Lamborghini, I have a Maserati and, And I'm not saying anybody even needs to buy those. okay? but I I would put those at those events, you know, just because I enjoy it. And you're talking to other people that can afford these cars and and they ask you what you do. And real estate comes natural, you know, going to that um, event like uh, over in Pebble Beach every year, you know, different wine, uh, you know, it's a wine uh, car event um, tour de France. Yeah. Right. And it's things like that. I had a uh, buddy that had a yacht that I turned up into buying one myself that we used to um, there's these, you know, yacht events that they hold over at different marinas every yeah. 60 days during the summer and it's really positioning yourself in those kind of you know events but you have to like them you know as well yeah so um, it's genuine right it's not like you're just there it's faking, totally it, right? genuine because yeah because i really really enjoy it you know um going to one event you know this coming up here in may it's an art um it's an art and fashion show yeah um, and it's you know tickets pretty expensive they're about 350 but it's some of the things that you got to you know, invest in yourself and, yeah. and you meet people that way. And, and I enjoy art. I mean, it's yeah. beautiful to look at. Uh, you guys ever, you know, get down to, um, uh, the, the museum out at, you know, San Francisco. Um, I just had a brain fade right yeah. now I was going to tell legions of honor, you know, they got, oh, okay. they got, uh, you know, beautiful pictures there of, you know, uh, Picasso, some originals and, yeah. you know, they have events, you know, that you can look up and that you can be a part of yeah. and you go with them, not, Hey, you know, can I have your business card? What do you do? Yeah. You know, you just, Talk to people, and, yeah. and you know I love, you know, um, networking. Not knowing that I'm even doing it, just yeah. because I just enjoy enjoy that. That's exactly know. what I was gonna say.
0: It seems like you're you're gonna you got to go out and talk to people, anyways, right, mm-hmm. in your business. So might as well position yourself in areas where it can lead to possibilities f- for your brand, right, for luxury and stuff you, like that. You got that, it. Right?
1: I'll tell you one more that you know everybody should go to, and just a small tip that if you just kind of sit down and just kind of brainstorm and think about it, um, every Every, uh, every year the Blue Angels come to San Francisco. Yeah. You, you've seen them before? Yeah. Okay. So it's pretty cool, right? The yeah. Blue Angels are awesome. My dad used to take us as kids, you know, he used to take us to go see them. They used to be in Moffat Field and I remember, you know, he used to take us, all of us to the Moffat Field to go watch the Blue Angels, but they started performing in San Francisco mm-hmm. and, um, the week that they go on, um, now, um, little Italy in San Francisco throws on this event for Ferraris. You oh, know? wow. It's the same exact week and they have a yeah. parade, like a little Italy parade. Yeah. And, um, and it's, I don't know, it's like 250, you know, Ferraris and An Italian priest comes out out of the church, gives mass. Yeah, yeah. And I've been going with my kids, you know, every year and we, we take pictures yeah. out there and it's, and it's so fun because, um, I mean, I just enjoy it. I, I love those cars. I love, you know, all those Italian cars. We're actually going to Italy for, for 21 days here where I think I was sharing yeah, with you yeah. taking off on the 20th. And, um, and it's just such, so fun, you know, it's great Italian food. It's an Italian, um, uh, uh it's like Italian definitely been... Three years in a row, I just forgot right now what uh it's at the tip of my mouth. Yeah, I'll but, look it up. <laughs> but it's really fun event. And um again, I'm not plugging none of these events, just, yeah. <laughs> just telling you about them. But uh yeah, so they have like great Italian food, great Italian music. Yeah, um, they line up all the Ferraris there. Yeah. And then that usually starts up at like at 10 o'clock, and then we go there, we're looking at the cars, we're enjoying the music. My kids are having fun, getting face painted. Yeah. Uh, and then you start meeting some of these owners, you know, yeah. these Ferraris, which we've gotten some some great leads from that. And yeah. people ask me, why did he that property in Carmel how did you list that property in San Francisco do you market there no I just become friends with these people and I'm not <laughs> yeah. doing it honestly I'm not doing it to get their business I'm yeah, just yeah. real friendly that way and they start asking me yeah. about real estate yeah. and I can talk and walk it yeah and then we go and watch the Blue Angels after and it's been cool yeah so I know I ramble on but no I, I think that's good to know you know because <laughs> yeah. a lot of people they
0: want to know like what's the secret they think there's like some magic bullet you're gonna yeah. you're gonna sign up for this class or do this thing and all of a sudden you're a luxury agent but mm-hmm it's, it's a lot of work. It's out there, you know, rubbing elbows with people and talking Mm -hmm. to people and building relationships, right? There's no shortcut to that, right? You have to do the work and meet the people and, you know, create that relationship with them.
1: You got it. You know, and I'll tell you, you know, I'll give you guys, you know, one more tip. And I think one of the easiest ways to break into the the luxury business Mm -hmm. is, um, uh, to always be open to sharing, you know, and, and, and here's what I mean by that, because you can, I can give every, I can tell everybody my business plan, but not everybody's going to do it, you know? um, in terms of just like, you know, working out, you know, you tell you how to get a six pack, you know, how to get really buff, but it's, there's, um, there's definitely some work with, you know, how you eat and the calorie intake you take and how much you work out. And I think in our real estate business is the same exact way. You know, what I do every day, even if I tell Ninety-five percent of the real estate agents out there—they're just—they're not going to do it. Yeah, because there's so much work involved in keeping that shape, yeah, keeping that six-pack, keeping that nice chest. There's so much work involved with what I do. So I definitely love what I do. I sometimes I feel guilty that I that I that I work too much, but I don't really feel like it's work. Yeah. You know, I'm definitely committed to having, you know, dinner with the, you know, with the family, you know, at least once a week and breakfast every Sunday. Yeah. But I enjoy it so much that the hours just, you know, go by and I'm like, Oh my God, it's like seven thirty. Yeah. You know, I still get that high when I get a call for a listing call. I don't care if it's 700,000. Yeah. Like, Ooh. Yeah. You know, I get super <laughs> excited about it. Right. Yeah. They call me, this is working. Yeah. Right. And, um, going back to that tip that I can give you is if you're able to find, you know, value, value, and 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 you've been doing this. I watch Enrique. Yeah. If you're able to find a property that's worth one and a half, let's yeah. say, and and you know that you can get some, you know, get a construction job on it for seven hundred thousand. You're mm-hmm. into it at two two, and you can resell this for you know three point
2: seven.
1: Yeah. You know, and um, you know, you figure out real estate commissions, carrying costs, all of that. And yeah. You You see that there's a profit of there about twenty twenty five percent. Yeah. You should be able to place that, you know, because. We're in Silicon Valley. There's yeah. plenty of you know money out there. Yeah, there's plenty of developers out there. I mean, you know, call me. I'll help you place it. Yeah, you know, and what I mean by sharing is we're gonna co-list it on the way out. If I'm gonna help you place that deal. Yeah, but be open to that, and also be open to that. That you know that if if we're able to find an opportunity, whether it's in Atherton or what's in San Francisco, or, or it might be an area that I didn't sell a forty million dollar house. I'm gonna split that probably with the top agent in that area. Yeah, because that's how you're gonna get your track record.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: that's what I'm talking about, like sharing, yeah. you know, and also you may not be fit perception wise with the developer that you're bringing this opportunity to, to be the listing agent on the way out, yeah, you know, but don't get stuck on that, yeah. you know, try to make that deal happen. Cause yeah. that's how I did it. yeah, And then I used other people in the past to co-list it with them. Hey, look, I'm finding this opportunity to make 900,000. I just want to make sure that I get the listing on the way out. I'm going to co-list it with this person. Don't, um, don't let it get you down if you don't have that track record because reality is selling a million dollar house or even a $3 million house is the same amount of work. Yeah, You know I mean? Yeah. I put a little bit more, me personally, I put a little bit more, you know, extra to, to them, you know, in terms of how I showcase them, et cetera. But, um, going back to perception you know some developers are happy with the opportunity that you bring them but they may feel that hey look you never sold a house of this magnitude and if, if you're putting a a um, you know saying that I have to use you on the way out then they may not want to buy it yeah you know don't don't do that just make sure you have a good well thought out plan but that is the easiest way to break in in my opinion yeah in the luxury market. Yeah. So, because, if, you, so if you find
0: basically a, in a development opportunity, bring it to a developer, it's easy to look up who the developers are, right? Easy. And mm-hmm. they are always want deals, right? Mm-hmm. If it's a good deal, there's going to be someone that's going to buy it. Right? Always. Always. Plenty of money. And then that can be your opportunity to now get that listing under your belt. Mm-hmm.
1: And then from there, you can just you know build off of that, right? Yeah. And if you don't have the track record to, or you feel that that developer is not going to use you, because there's people that are good deal finders. Yeah. But... Including myself, you know, I'm a developer, as you know. You yeah. know, I've, right now we're currently working on seven homes um, that you know that are within weeks to you know put them out on the marketplace, and um, you know I offer anybody that brings me an opportunity that will co-list it on the way out. Yeah. If they have to absolutely list it, and I'm comfortable with how they present it on the marketplace, I'll let them. Yeah. You know, but I know that for me, it's something that I really, really enjoy. So I want to do it, and you know, and we can you know work it out, uh, you know, on the way out, but. If you don't have the track record or you don't have, you know, that perception that you think is going to convince the developer to use you on your way out, split that with someone, with someone like yourself yeah. or someone else, because that's an opportunity and that's how you're going to break in. And you're not going to need that person on the next one. Yeah. You know, so that's now you can show, tip. OK, I got
0: this one under my belt. Right. Totally.
1: And just go from there. Yeah. totally. And that
0: that kind of leads in. A, I remember you shared something at, at the Nora panel of how you broke into like Los Altos and kind of how you first got started. You were you were door knocking and kind of hitting the telling the pavement for a little while, right? Yeah, you're right. So like, was there, tell me about that moment where you first kind of broke in or you first got your big deal under your belt, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So, um, so yes, I, I, you know, I, I started at Intero Los Altos, you know, in in 2010, you know, and, um, I had been, you know, completely out of the real estate game. I was just working a lot of, um, uh, you know, development opportunities, helping developers just get capital, not developing myself, but just, you know, get capital from 07 to 010 when I sold my company. And when I dove back into Intero, it was, you know, I had recreated myself. Nobody even knew who I was, you know, and I was in a market where no one knew me, even though all the property I had sold. And, you know, over there, people were selling homes of, you know, 2 million and up, right? They're like, who's this guy, 300,000? I don't care if we're selling 50 (laughs) a week, a month. That's what we were selling back then, right? Like 50 homes at 300,000, right? So, Um, so in 2010, you know, I just put together a plan and, kind of like I shared with you, it's like, um, it's like getting a plan from, you know, your workout coach, right? Like, Hey, you got to do 200 sit-ups, you got to do these crunches. So I just put together like, you know, what I called, you know, the million dollar diet, you know, for, for real estate. And, um, and I, you know, things had changed for me financially. And I was also very, you know, concerned because, you know, I wasn't selling, you know, a whole lot of property and, um, you know, working with, you know, budgets in mind, I, uh, you know, I only could afford to have just a part-time assistant and then also my wife was, you know, working with me. So, you know, what we did, you know, part of that million dollar diet was, um, we printed flyers, you know, we printed flyers and we created a very small farm, you know, a farm of 500 homes in South Los Altos. Yeah. And these homes were, um, they were at one six. That's what the homes were between one six and two million. Yeah. So we did a small farm in South Los Altos, a small farm in Mountain View, and a very small farm in the Country Club, Los Altos Country Club. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife and I, and, and you know, our daughter was two years old. We used to drive from Morgan Hill with our daughter in the car and drop her off at Los Altos daycare. Right. Wow. At a uh, drop her off at 8 a.m. and then my wife would print out the you know the fifteen hundred flyers that we we're gonna do. Um, every, every two weeks. Right. Yeah. And we were bringing value to the homeowners by letting them know, Hey, these are the homes that are selling in your neighborhood. This is yeah. what they're going for. This is how many offers that they got. Yeah. Uh, this is how much they went over and she would be on one side of the street. I would be on the other side of the street. And we would do that from like eight to 12. And we did that every other day. And we did that every other day for seven months you know, until we got our very first call and she got the call. Some neighbor just kind of stopped her and said, Hey, you know, I wanted to ask you about what this one house sold across the street. And that yeah. noticed us come in there every two weeks. Yeah. And uh, that got us our first listing lead. So, I mean, I treated it like, well, like, like I do all of them, right? Yeah, like gold. Yeah. And, uh, you know, went on that appointment and, you know, you asked me earlier about, you know, my heritage and, you know, where I'm from, et cetera. If, if you know my wife and, and you've talked to her, she yeah. has a very strong accent, like yeah. Penelope Cruz. It's yeah. never, it's never gone away. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. Don't let that be a reason why you can't, right? Because I don't think I ever answered that question. And, and she has, you know, a very strong accent. And, yeah. you know, uh, sellers, you know, um, stopped her. American couple, retired really nice. And yeah. they started talking to her and then she brought me over and we got a listing appointment and, uh, you know, closed them on the listing appointment for 1699. And then the neighbor across the street named Sarup, super nice guy, let me list his house too. So we ended up getting two listings on that street. That uh, we double ended one, so it, the one that we listed at one six six one six nine nine, we sold it for two one, and double ended it, and then yeah. we listed the one next door, and also sold that for two million. So that's wow. how it went down. So
0: it, was that was that the moment when you felt like, man, I could do this, I can I can be the luxury agent, or was there, was it a different moment from that, or when did you truly feel you were you were luxury a
1: luxury agent now? Um, you know, that's um, yeah, that, you know, like a a, a, a game changer.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, when when I felt that I was a you know a a true luxury you know agent um, is actually more than anything recently bro honestly like when I when I signed that listing in Los Altos Hills for 15 million yeah you know I know that um, you know a lot of our peers and friends and you know they they look at me as a luxury agent I've been you know putting my brand out there that way yeah you know but you know I I feel like these homes that you know four million five million they're they're definitely luxury but um you know it's become so common you know here where yeah, there's so much money around here out, yeah. so i think you know a a a moment for me was that 15 million dollar one um i feel like the very let me just actually go back now that it reminded me that castle that i listed in morgan hill
2: oh yeah the, the one Remember for that.
1: yeah the one for 10 million i think that was a breaking moment for me like i made it yeah. you know i i did it you know and uh, and speaking of which, Alain Pannell, the person, came with me on that listing appointment. You know, and oh, wow. yeah, and that's how we secured it. You know, it was my listing, but you know, he was working for Intero at the time, and super nice guy. So we, yeah. you know, we went there together and we secured that listing. Yeah. Um, but I think that was a breaking moment for me. Um, I know that um, when I sold this house on Larnell, which was a developer deal, mm-hmm. um, sold that house for uh, 4.2 million about. Yeah. Eight years ago, that was the highest sale that I had sold out in Los Altos. Wow. And it was 4.2 million, and it definitely was a luxury home. Yeah. Uh, but when I did that, here's the thing, Enrique, that, you know, I was surrounded by so many others of my peers in Los Altos that were selling three, five, 10, 12, eight, that it didn't feel like that. I think if I would have been, and no disrespect to any agent out here, if I would have been in Morgan Hill selling mm-hmm. property there into that office and I sold that $4 million home, it would have felt spectacular yeah right like oh my gosh like this is amazing but you know I was around you know Canada Leon selling a house for 100 million um you know guys like David Troyer I'm um, so many folks around yeah. me you know that were selling luxury homes at such a high level that when I finally sold mine at 4.2 it was definitely a defining moment yeah you know but it wasn't like how signing that castle fell or yeah. this 20 million dollar yeah. one you know so um and then I think that goes you know to say that I think you know if you surround yourself with with elite talent and you're measuring up to that, yeah, it'll definitely bring your it'll make you level up. Yeah. You know, I've uh, I've heard um, Phil Jackson, the coach of um, the Chicago Bulls, and yeah. and a couple of other coaches. I um, remember when he was talking, he said that when you know when uh, when that when that um, period of Bulls were playing when it was uh, Rodman. Um, uh, it was Rodman. It was, remind me, it was uh, Michael Jordan, Jordan what, Scottie Pippen, Scottie Pippen yeah. and then the guy that's the coach now for the uh, Warriors now. He was the three-pointer. He was like the Stephen Curry of, yeah, yeah, of that yeah. period. Uh, what the hell's his name? It's terrible wrong, right now. I'm terrible at basketball, <laughs> yeah, too. Was war- know the <laughs> you know he was, he, he was hitting all those threes. the coach of the Warriors right now. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, he said that, you know, the, the players had to level up because you know, they were comparing themselves to such greatness that, you know, they changed the game. Even when Shaquille O'Neal got into the game, he started breaking, you know, the, you know, the, the basketball courts, yeah, you yeah. know, they had to foul him every time, make him, you know, shoot the, you know, shoot the two. He had to yeah, earn it, yeah. right? And, you know, being Latino, you know, and growing up here, I went to Underhill High School, uh, you know, East San Jose, you know, you you feel successful around your peers, you know, even just getting to college, right. Or like, Hey, my friend works at UPS or Costco, he's making $25 an hour. And now like that's success. Yeah. Right. That's success because that's what you're measuring yourself up to. Yep. You know, so being uncomfortable for me is always where, what I like to do and always where I like to be. You know, I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. I like to be the least smartest person. I know yeah. that sounds weird because I want to learn from, from them, right. Yeah. Learn from them. And, play with the players that are doing far better than me, you know. When I went to the agency, you know, doing 70 million a year was nothing. You know, some yeah. of those guys over there doing 500 million. Yeah. You know, when you think like, oh, I'm at Intero, no disrespect. I love Intero and everything that I learned from them and what yeah. they taught me, but top 1% you know, 70, 80 million, you're like, hmm, you know, you're like, you're a the man. And I'll go down there and see what that's like. 500 million. Yeah. You're a small, you know, little, you know, (laughs) nudge, (laughs) you know, on what, what is possible. So you start thinking, man, I'm really small minded. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, and it goes to like, what I'm talking about basketball and what I'm talking about, you know, depends what you're measuring yourself up to. And you ask me, what was the defining moment? It felt good to sell that $2 million home that VD and I were successfully able to get. Yeah. You know, because like, hey, this works, you know, doing 100 sit ups a day, you'll get a six pack, like dropping these door yeah. leaves off. It works. Yeah. Right. But uh, it was definitely a defining moment. But I also saw those homes as, you know, they're the homes that are here in Blossom Hill in San Jose for like a million bucks, three bedrooms, two bad. That's what we sold for two million dollars ten years ago. Yeah. You know, now they're like three and a half. Right. So it didn't feel like a luxury home because it didn't look like one. Yeah. You know? So exactly. not over there. That's, that's, who you're, like that's a regular home over there, right? It's a regular yeah. home, right? So when it felt luxury, it was at 4.2. Yeah. And then when I sell something here in, in Morgan Hill for $10 million where, yeah. you know, the homes are like two, I mean, it's, it's, it felt huge, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and again, it's talking about, you know, surrounding yourself with a level of success that is doing far better than you are, is attaining goals that are just at a, you know, at a higher, higher level, yeah. you know? Um, and that goes every which way, you know, I'm sure, you know, Erica Carrasco, she's yeah. a phenomenal agent, love her to death. And the amount of transactions that she does equal to the volume that I do, yeah. man, there's some effort in that to get that done oh, yeah. on a daily basis, Yeah. you know? And it's, and then I start thinking, man, I'm complaining about doing 60, not that I'm complaining about it, but I'm doing 60 deals for 104 million. And I see her doing, you know, 200 plus deals <laughs> for a hundred million. I'm like, How's she doing it? Yeah, how do you, you have know? the time to do, do have, it. Right? But it's again, it's how we measure each other up. Yeah, right. And I'd love to know what her days like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean. So I hope that you know answers nah, that, that answers question, it,
0: man. That's good, man. And I, I, I like that because I can see that you have the mindset to always put yourself in situations that are going to make you grow. Right. Mm-hmm. Surround yourself with people who are doing way better than you. Oh, because it's easy to get complacent. Very easy. Uh, I've, been, I've been guilty of being complacent too. When you're like. The, the best guy in your family are doing the best, like yeah. you, you kind of stay there, right? Right. Right. So it's like when you start, you know, when I started getting into coaching programs and mm-hmm. surrounding myself
1: with people who are doing 10 times more than me, yeah. then it's like, now it's like, oh I gotta push harder. That lit yep. a fire, right? Yeah, totally yeah. lets your fire. And it's always, in my in my you know professional opinion, it's always yeah. put yourself in an uncomfortable position. It's good to be uncomfortable, you know? And uh and it's exactly you know kind of what you said even about family. You know, I have family that you know they'll go, oh, you know, Mijo. You know, do you see, you know, how well, you know, that, you know, your niece or whatever has a boyfriend and he's doing this and this and and then you know I'm hearing my mom or my aunt, you know, talk about. I'm like, you know, we should use me as an example. Who are they measuring themselves up to? they be measuring themselves up to me because working at UPS and Safeway is not good enough. Yeah. You know, and you know, you need to surround yourself, you know, with with a higher level success and and you know maybe you know maybe in college or or whatever. But I think, you know, you need to dream big and, and surround yourself around, yeah. you know, around that high level of, of success. And I think it, it's in anything, man, it's in sports and coaching and whatever, you know, whatever it is that you you know, you're setting your mind to do. Yeah. So that's awesome, man.
0: Um, I think to kind of wrap it up, um, I guess what, what's next for you, man, where, where do you see yourself in the next three to five years? Where do you see the market going? I'd, I'd be curious to get your opinion and kind of what, what are the crazy goals you have for yourself coming, going forward?
1: Yeah, man. Thank you for that. Um, you know, on a, on a personal level, I'm planning to move up to the peninsula. Okay. I um, mean, you know, I've been living in Morgan Hill for a long time. Love it down there. But I'm going to be moving to either Mountain View or Menlo Park. Yeah. Got another lot that we bought in Palo Alto. So I'm, you know, thinking I'm going to be there. I, I definitely want to focus, you know, um, I've moved my price points to an average of, you know, $2 million mm-hmm. in terms of sales, um, you know, per, you know, per home. Um, you know, I'd like to move that up to $3 million. You yeah. Because like I said, you know, even though I sold 104 and 60 homes, some of them were 700 Some of them were six million. Right. So just average. What's it going to take for that though, to go from
0: the two to three,
1: you know, what I think it's going to take is letting some of the, um, lower end ones be co-listed with someone. Yeah. So I could focus my attention on getting the higher units. Right. So bringing my price point to an average of 3 million, I'd like to do 200 million in business, you know, um, you know, I definitely think that I can, you know, that I can do it. Um, I'd like that 200 million to be, you know, 80 homes, you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of what, you know, what I'd like yeah. uh, the next three to five years, you know, I don't see the market really um, going down at all. I know some people thinking it's going to bust. I think we're already, um stabilized, you yeah. know, as you saw, April was our highest point in 2018. And I think. I saw it as of October the market stabilize, and you know it, it's not where it was back in April, and I don't know if it's gonna be there, but yeah. it's definitely better than it was two years ago, and it's definitely a great market still. Yeah, I do see that properties are gonna continue to appreciate three to eight percent max in the next five years. Yeah, um, I uh, you know me personally, and you know I'm you know I'm 46. I think at 50, four years from now, I'm gonna semi-retire from residential real estate. I don't yeah. think I'm ever gonna. Fully retire, kind of like Jay-Z. I'll still yeah, drop yeah. a few lines and drop the <laughs> mic here a little bit, you know. But I um, think take it down a notch. Maybe sell, you know, 15 to 20 homes a year, which, you know, I know is, is a lot for ages. But when you're used to selling 60, 70 homes, it's it's not a lot for me. And yeah. I don't think I'm ever going to give up the game, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, like some boxers that, you know, that just they don't stop boxing even though they're getting their asses kicked. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, I just think that's what makes my, you know, my me sharp, you yeah. know. And and being a developer you know, you, you see what's out there in the marketplace, what's selling, you you know, your you know, your, your eyes are looking out and your ears to the ground and, you know, you know, what's in, you know, what's out, you know, who's buying, who's not. Um, so I, I don't think I'll ever stop selling till the day I'm dead. Yeah. But, uh, but I do think that within four years, you know, at 50, you know, I want to, I want to develop and build more, mm-hmm. you know, um, dollar per hour. That's always, you know, way better. It's not my passion right now. I, I um, I love selling residential real estate. The art of the deal yeah. is what I like. And I think real estate to me also, you know, what I do in terms of, you know, luxury, you know, uh, properties and even, you know, the small, middle and high, I feel it's a form of art. Yeah. It's an extension of us. Right. And how my property is presented. You know, I look into your office, your, off- your office is beautiful, man. And I know it's an extension Thank of you. you. I come in here, beautiful, you know, um, you know, gray floors, you know, this backdrop you know, it's, it's a nice, you know, modern design. It's, it's, it expresses who you are, who the leader is. And I think that when, when I put my property out there in our place, I mean, in the, you know, in the social media place talking about art, right. It is, it is an extension of you. It is an art, you know, and I like making them beautiful from the furniture to the way my brochures look. Uh, Some stuff I know could be cheesy, but cheesy sells. And then they're talking about me, right. (laughs) And if they're not talking about you, then there's a problem, good or bad, man, keep them talking about you, you know, and it's, (laughs) And it's an art and I really enjoy that art. You know, I I enjoy doing something different, something unique that no one else is doing. If 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 I'm being copied, it's it's a great form of flattery. Yeah. You know, can't do it as good as I can, but hey, <laughs> thank you for the flattery. Yeah. You know, and it's all good, man. It's yeah. all good, you know? And when you see, you know, other higher, you know, level producers that are kind of mimicking doing some of what you're doing, and I see what they're doing, it's it's all cool, man. It's all good. I just love the art of it. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's fun. For me, you know, the yeah. the art of the deal and the expression of how you present your everything that you do from social media to your staging, to your videography, to your photography, uh, your, the open houses. It's it's super fun for me. I think that at 50 and up, you know, my my child will be 13 years old. Yeah. And I really want to just focus on being super fit, you know, being that dad that, you know, and I'll probably have more gray hair then. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I had my kids late and yeah. I just really want to be in good health. You know, for them, and what that's going to require is not to be so focused on residential sales because they take up so much of our time that I that I love. Yeah. You know, but I really just want to focus on developing and and building, and I'm creating a nice nest egg, and you know, good. um, uh, I think I got a good business, you know, in place where I'm going to be able to do that. So that's what my you know future looks like.
0: That's awesome, man. Well, dude, I think we hit it, man. We covered a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I got a lot of it. I learned a lot of stuff, man. I always, cool, man. I'm always learning from you. So I just want to thank you for coming out. I appreciate it. I know you're a busy man, and um, I'm glad we got to uh, put this thing together. So, uh, you know, cheers to all your success, man. I know you're going to hit that $200 million this year, man. Thank, so you. I'm looking thank you. I for hope that. so. I'll be rooting you out, man. All right. <laughs> all right, brother. Thank you.
1: Of course. All right, brother.